In this conversation, uh, as part of Room 64, we're going to be talking to Dr Ian Grant. Ian's conversation uh, will be fascinating because he adds a very different perspective, I think, on palliative care. So um, tell me a little bit about Ian's uh, role. Well, Ian's one of the joint head of um, the palliative care program here at Bowen Health, and he is a specialist palliative care consultant. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I could listen to Ian talk all day. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? I'm Ian Grant. I'm a palliative care doctor here at Bowen Health. I've worked here for nearly 15 years now um, and at the moment I have the privilege of being the Joint Director of Palliative Care. I'm just wondering um, what attracted you to palliative care as a, as a doctor? It was a sort of second or third career, so I was working in general practice. I... Um, looked after a number of patients in general practice who required palliative care. I did some extra training in that regard and found that it seemed to match my skill set and so I moved into it Mm. full time. What was it about your skill set that made it seem like such a good fit? Part of it is probably that the actual medicine isn't necessarily very complex but it is much more about looking after people rather than treating diseases. Well, that's certainly what makes it interesting or, or better for me, mm-hmm. that, that unfortunately a lot of the health system is about diseases and we lose track of the people who are living with those diseases, whereas palliative care, I hope, balances things the other way, that we're very much focused on the people that we look after who happen to have a disease and that disease needs some medical treatment. But every individual is going to be treated differently um, because of the different person that they are, whereas some fields of medicine, the treatment is the same for everyone because they're treating the disease. When you think now that you've been in this field 15 years? Yeah. Are you able to characterise what you've learned from when you started to now? Well, I hope what I've learned is that everybody is individual and that the care that they need and that their family needs is not the realm of one person. It um, can only happen when there's a, um, a team like the team where well, I say fortunate, but it's been hard work from a lot of people that's produced the team that we have at Bowen Health. You know, that we need to have doctors, yes, but we certainly need to have volunteers, we need to have nurses, we need to have um, therapists, we need to have, well, all the people that we've got because palliative care is what it says. It's care and it's about care of a person's body but also of their spirit and of their um, their soul and the people around them mm-hmm. and so that's not something that one particular profession can do. So you use the word soul there, um, I, I'm wondering like you probably don't hear that from a lot of um, medical practitioners or maybe you do, I don't know. I don't know, I didn't mean it in a religious way, I'm not a religious person. Um, I, but uh, uh, there's a dimension of humanity that is 
other than the body and um, that's part of what we have to provide as well. Ian, I, I was just interested when we were talking about um, what you've learnt in, in your period of time, your 15 years. One of the things that I found when my mum was, was here, mum was in room 64 and was looked after wonderfully by Peter, the thing that I loved was when Peter used to come in or any of the nurses came in with students and the impact that Peter's presence or the nurse's presence had on those students just used to knock me out as to the impact that could have on their learning and their development as medical professionals, whether they stayed in the palliative care space or not. It just I always used to find that really quite overwhelming, really, in, in the, the importance of your role as a, as a role model to those students. And the same goes with the nurses as well. Do you, you have a factor that in? Most definitely. That's, I mean, we do have what is a relatively brief opportunity to influence the medical students and indeed some of the junior doctors as well. But again, getting that message through to them that they're looking after people um, and that the measure of success is how that person is rather than trying to treat a disease is a crucial part, I think, of, of being a good doctor or a good health professional. Mm. Um, I think even Patch Adams at one stage said something along the lines that if, if you try to treat a disease, you'll get it right 50% of the time. If you try to treat a person, you'll get it right 100% of the time. And I think there's some truth in that. I guess one of the things I have learnt in the, perhaps not just the 15 years of palliative care, but probably the 15 years before that as well, that if doctors measure success by keeping people alive, then they're almost inevitably going to fail because nobody lives forever. If they measure success in the quality of life that people have while they are alive, then realistically we can always make that better. When you're talking about quality of life, then you're talking about a lot more than the illness or the disease. Indeed, and not even just their physical symptoms, but how much enjoyment life gives them or how much value life gives them. That, that um, Again, with the students particularly, one of my little catchphrases is to say that you can actually relieve someone's pain without relieving their distress but you can actually relieve their distress without relieving all of their pain. So they're, they're, they're different things. And if we focus on the distress side of things um, and work at that in with, as I say, not just doctors, but with everybody we can, then the quality of life that we'll produce you know, is almost invariably a better one. Could you tell me a story about someone who you've worked with, a patient, for instance, that, that has left a real impression on you over the course of your, of your time? We often meet people who feel that life's not worth living, um, and that's not always because of physical symptoms, but sometimes it is. Um, but sometimes it's simply because they've been overwhelmed by 
um, you know, the experience of their illness. And sometimes because I think the health system itself has made them focus on their disease as being who they are and what they want to sort of work or, or that that's their focus. One of the simple examples of that is you're probably aware um, pain is often rated on a scale of, you know, naught to 10. Uh, it's not uncommon to meet someone and say, how are you today? And they'll say, my pain's an eight. And, and, you know, to me, the implication of that is that that's what they think health professionals are interested in, that they've become their pain, they've become their number. And, and you know, the, well, the professional satisfaction I get is actually in changing that balance back, that this is about them and what, you know, their day is like and how they are that day mm. and then being able to do things about it. And so the, the, the patients, I guess, that do stick in my mind are those people that you meet who are struggling because they're so focused on their disease that they've lost contact in a way with who they are and what their life has been about and the, the, the sort of being able to work in a team where we restore that sense of self and um, that, that sense of living a life um, is, is very satisfying. If I ask you what matters most from your perspective uh, when it comes to palliative care, what, what would you say? Well, I think, yeah, I'd go back to that relief of distress and quality of life and, and particularly individualising that and recognising that, that there isn't a formula that is the same for everyone, that our job is to actually get to know individuals, to understand them and the things that are important to them. So what matters most, in a sense, for us is what matters most for our patients. Um, and if we can make that happen, then hopefully we're doing the best we can. Mm -hmm.